What's up? Hello, good morning, good evening, and good night. It is the O Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, CW, and today let's talk a little bit about Dragon Lee. You guys know who Dragon Lee is? Because I don't. Uh, I'm learning about wrestling all over again, and I just read a story, just a little behind the scenes. I record this every morning before I work out. Uh, it's 10 minutes. I have a couple minutes uh, while the family is asleep. Uh, I'm looking through wrestling news, wrestling news, and I see WWE has signed a AAA title holder, Dragon Lee. Uh, I believe he's from Mexico. I'm not exactly sure where he's from. I'm, let me not put that out there, but I'm sure someone's screaming at the at the, uh, the audio <laughs> or the video saying where he's from, but he is uh, a Lucha Libre uh, in AAA. I believe he, he wrestles in Mexico and he signed with WWE. And I was sitting here wondering what topic to talk about and this jumped out at me. I was very surprised that it has taken WWE this long to kind of put a foothold in Mexico. Apparently, just skimming the article, uh, Shawn Michaels wants to bring Dragon Lee to NXT. And there's, I don't know if it's talk or a mention of an NXT Mexico. And that got me thinking. I'm like, well, it's taken them this long. I mean, they had an NXT UK. I believe that no longer exists. I'm not sure. Were they they're they're merging they merged the UK with the regular NXT but if they were going to do something like NXT UK why did it take this long to do NXT Mexico Mexico loves professional wrestling like Lucha Libre is huge it's a really big thing it's a cultural thing I mean one of one of my favorite aspects of professional wrestling are masked wrestlers and that is like a big part of Lucha Libre. When you think of the prestige and the, uh, the, the, the seriousness that people take their masks, it's, uh, it, it's like, uh, my love of storytelling and my love of lore and kind of, uh, can, what is it? History in, in, you know, pop culture and stuff like that. Lucha Libre has that in spades, gobs, buckets, barrels of uh, history and prestige attached to masks. Masks get passed down from father to son, from mentor to protege. Look at Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio has never in WWE taken off his mask. Not once. I believe he did it in WCW and I can almost guarantee you he didn't want to. Uh, but the, the idea of having this this masked wrestler that for all intents and purposes, you know, people don't really know who they are. Uh, and to have that legacy, Ultimo Dragon and uh, oh man, what is the guy's name that Tyler Breeze wrestled? And uh, man, I can't remember his name at all. I know someone's screaming at me too. I know I know at least one person's yelling at me that I should know this, uh, but I can't remember. Um, the, but the the legacy of these masks that people wear and kind of the prestige that it, it gains is crazy. And the idea that this uh, Dragon Lee is coming to NXT, uh, they, he, he mentioned that he's working on his English and his promos. And I'm like, 
you're you're setting you're setting him up to not fail. It's a growth thing if he wants to learn English and and get better on, you know, you know English TV with his promos. Then you know, of course, all power to him. But I could only assume he would thrive speaking his native language. And if you're going to do an NXT Mexico or you know some sort of offshoot WWE thing in Mexico, just let them speak Spanish. Just let them let them thrive in their own uh, native tongue. And I think a lot of the failures on the previous regime were they allowed they allowed really good talent to get pushed out or they pushed really good talent out because they didn't speak uh, English natively. When you think of the likes of Andrade, who's now in AEW, kind of, I think he's recovering from an injury or a surgery or something. And even there, he wasn't being used to his full potential, but he, you know, he's a great talent, really great in-ring performer. When he got called up to the main roster, people were excited. And then, you know, he wasn't able to show that, um, mostly because his promos weren't you know he's not speaking english natively so he had a, not trouble but he wasn't getting he, he wasn't going to be on the mic as much the old regime wasn't going to put him in front of the mic and now you know that they're kind of thinking of this nxt mexico thing someone like that could thrive there i think if 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 there were ever a territory that wwe could jump into and make you know headway would be uh, Lucha Libre in Mexico and signing really good talent and putting them maybe not putting them through the WWE machine but just building a machine around them right like having like the Lucha Libre style of wrestling having that I don't know I keep using the word prestige I, I, I can't think of another word again because it's early uh but building their own like Lucha Libre offshoot of WWE that is like, you know, full Mexican speaking. It would be great if they had kind of the flop, the flip flop of, you know, they'll have their pay-per-views and they'll have the Spanish announce table that always gets wrecked. Like they always, well, that was a trope back in the day. Uh, Dad's first time and I, whenever we'd watch, shout out Dad's first time, uh, we would watch these pay-per-views and we would damn near bet on how long it would take for a wrestler or two wrestlers to go through the Spanish announce table. They would always leave those poor guys tableless, just sitting in the corner in front of a mess. <laughs> it was the saddest thing. I, I'm sure they knew that whenever a pay-per-view was coming around, they're like, well, this table's gimmicked and someone's going through it uh, every time. Uh, but wouldn't it be great if they flip-flopped it and they had an NXT Mexico and then they had an, uh, an English announce table that just continually got wrecked all the time. Throw, uh, who was it, Baron Saxton over there and, uh, not throw, send Baron Saxton down there and uh, who's, who's a good, um, who's someone who could do some good uh, commentary down there with Baron Saxton? Uh, Booker T. Put Booker T and Baron Saxton down there and then just have their table get absolutely smushed every single, but in the most spectacular way, right? If these, 
Lucha Libre wrestlers are going to be out there. They're going to be doing crazy flip. Have you guys seen some of the clips of these these amazing athletes running, literally running on the top rope and then doing a flip off the turnbuckle? They'll run they'll run from one turnbuckle, run across the rope to the next one, jump into the crowd doing like a somersault uh, or a 450 or something and land on the crowd. It's amazing. Now imagine them like doing that but onto like Booker T's table like come on man my table that's my Booker T uh, impression was it good I don't know if it was good I can't I some in my head it sounds good but I don't know if uh, it sounds good to anyone. <laughs> come on man landed on my table I want I want to see that I want to see I want to see the types of masks that the WWE system would put out that would hold some legacy, that would hold some weight, something that can get passed down. That's what I want. I want, like, I don't think Rey Mysterio will ever pass his mask down to anyone. Maybe, I don't know if Dominic would even want it, but I'd love if there were a masked wrestler who passed their mask down in NXT Mexico. What do you think of Dragon Lee coming over to WWE and the prospect of having a Lucha Libre style WWE system. Uh, don't forget to hit the bell. Subscribe to the podcast on any podcast platform. Thanks guys for listening. Uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day. I appreciate you. And remember, I am your friend. I'm your friend. But if I ever see you in the ring, I can beat you. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.